Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Warning. This show contains adult political themes and language. Liberals and little children should cover their ears. Welcome to Liberty Never Sleeps, where negativity never sounded so good. Now here's your host, Thomas Purcell. Good morning and welcome to Liberty Never Sleeps. Make sure to follow the show at our website at libertyneversleeps.com where you can find links to us on Twitter and Facebook or watch the show video on BitChute. Remember, you can always subscribe to the show also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite streaming device. And we're a crowdfunded show. If you'd like to donate, check out our website, libertyneversleeps.com. Good morning. i got to take a few minutes here to talk about something really stupid. I ordered some dog food because my local stores did not have it. Our dog will only eat this one dog food, okay? So I was shopping for it. Amazon didn't have it. All the Chewy, all the pet stores, all the ones that deliver don't have it. I was able to find it at Target. So I go to order two bags of dog food from Target, and they said... Uh, there's no store pickup, and delivery is 25 bucks. And I said, I'm not going to do that. And then they said, if you buy five buy bags or more, and the order's more than 30 bucks, we deliver it for only five bucks. So I go, okay, I'll take five bags. I'll just store it, right? I keep. I normally keep several months of dog food on hand, but you know, so I'll go to like six or eight months or whatever. I don't care. The stuff keeps. So I order a five-bag order from Target. Now, the, the delivery charge ends like five bucks. So the total price on five bags of dog food was like 33 bucks with tax. It's about five or six dollars a bag. In the supermarket, it's 450. I figured five or six dollars, that's fine. And I get it delivered to my door. Now get this. Target can't fulfill the order. For whatever reason, from one store, because that's where you, you order from your local store and they deliver it. If you order five bags or more, deliver free. So Target's policy is they're going to fill the order. So what they did is I'm now getting five boxes from five different stores for thirty-five bucks. You understand that the shipping charge on five different boxes arriving over several days is going to be more than the dog food. They lost money on the deal because they don't have any kind of efficient business model 
to send it from a central processing facility or simply say you only get it free if it's from a local store or whatever. I got boxes arriving from Phoenix, from Surprise, from from uh, Avondale. I, it's like, what the hell? You know, now if you want to do your business like that, that's fine. But you understand you're losing money. And I have to believe that this is not the only product that this has happened to. If, if Why are you doing a free delivery or you are offering a bonus, like a reduced delivery charge, which it was, it was like only $3.99 or something, for five bags if you can't do five bags? Why, why would you? I, their business model is terrible. I this is why Amazon does business and why it's profitable. This is why Jeff Bezos has $50 million in the bank and Target can't even find enough money to open a store in my neighborhood. It's, it, it's so pathetic. This is why retail's going out of business. It's not because there isn't sales tax charged on Amazon or state tax. It's not because of the internet. It's not because of COVID. It's because businesses like Target are run by a bunch of dumbasses. Their business model is terrible. If, you, if anything, if anything, what you should have had is the five stores or four stores or whatever it took to fill the order, send it to the central processing and then send one shipment out and not spend four or five shipping charges. I had to be, it's got to be like $30 in shipping charges that, that they eat on five bags of dog food, for God's sakes. I, it just boggles the you know i mean it's their business but if you operate business if i was a stockholder i'd be upset i'd have a conversation and say what are you guys doing i'm investing money in your business you can't even run it right <laughs> whatever it's they filled the order right and, and obviously they must have done it because supplies and stocks are running low in this particular dog food and and i know they are because i couldn't get it on amazon i couldn't get it at my local store whatever I'd, you want to run your business like that? Whatever. It's, see, this is why I wanted to talk today about the Democrat Party and its epic failures. Because it's like Target. It's constantly trying to force you into a, a line of thinking. And then when the thing fucking blows up in their face, they wonder why people hate them so much. And why they lose elections. And, and why they continue to do. And why... The American people, and I firmly believe this, the American people largely don't like the Democrat Party or what they stand for. And the reason that they vote, if at all, is because either they're hooked on the entitlements by the Democrat Party, they've been scared into uh, electing Democrats because they're afraid that the, they're going to buy into the narrative that, that Republicans are taking away Social Security or Medicare, or they're completely misinformed about a subject. I, I really do believe that. I believe that if every citizen was as informed as I am or close to where I am on, on politics, as you, you wouldn't see a concern. You wouldn't see a liberal elected in office. You wouldn't. And look at what, what, what were they selling in the, in the Seattle autonomous zone? And I'm going to put this on them. What, what were they selling? Well, we're going to have this cop-free zone. It's going to be no more abuse, and we're going to have all these things. We're going to put up barriers. And what happened? The whole fucking thing imploded. It started with them asking for ice, the good kind. And, and just. And then the Seattle mayor tried to protect them and say, well, if you reduce the size and scope of the autonomous zone down to three blocks, we'll give you concrete barriers. And now all of a sudden, well, we're negotiating for the whole thing to implode. You know why? Because it's completely falling apart. The rest of the world is laughing at them on Twitter. And on 
Facebook and on other social media sites because of the nonsense that's going on up there. And now somebody got killed up there. People have been shot. People have been hurt. Businesses are suffering. One business said, we're leaving. One billion dollar business is coming right here to Arizona. And said, we're not doing any business in Seattle anymore. And, and you remember when they Seattle was one of the cities that said, we're going to raise minimum wage to 15 bucks, And then all the restaurants left the area and that kind of thing. I think it was SeaTac, the, 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 the zone. It was complete failure. Every time, it's a failure. Every time it blows up in their face. And now they're starting another autonomous zone or trying to down in Atlanta. I don't know if it'll... It'll happen. I know the Atlanta police were clearing the zone. I posted a video to uh, our Facebook page, a live video of the Atlanta police trying to secure the perimeter, and it's, it's going to collapse. Democrats do this all the time. The reason we had all these Black Lives Matter movements and whatnot, and the reason all these leaders got all upset and all these statues are being torn down is because it became out that Biden was not going to get the black vote. You remember what his statement was, you're not black if you did this. And then combine that with Obamagate, there was no way that they could put Michelle Obama on the ticket at that time. Uh Uh-uh. I said that on the show. There's no way. Because of Obamagate, it would open up all kinds of avenues for attack on Barack Obama and his presidency and potentially put people in jail. So then they're going to completely shut down. And now nobody was talking about it anymore because now why would everybody's talking about autonomous zones, statues being torn down, Aunt Jemima, Rhode Island even said, oh, we might change their state name. It was so fucking ridiculous. It's beyond the pale. And it's in the complete and every time this happens, it fails. Like the Seattle's autonomous zone. Complete failure. Everyone's laughing at them. The stupid guys running around in cosplay uniforms with a friggin' colander on their head. I mean, literally. They're running around with garbage can lids on their chest to protect them. I mean, why, you, you really think they're going to stop a bullet? And and the Seattle mayor now, is they're negotiating for the surrender of the zone or whatever. They just pay them off. That's all it is. They just pay them off. They'll give some of the leaders certain things and, and certain immunity. And, you know, if the if the citizens of Seattle went up there, you know, from outside the zone and went in there and beat all those guys up and took all their guns away, and maybe there might have been shootings and violence and all that, you know who they would have arrested? The, the residents of Seattle who took matters in their own hands and got rid of these revolutionaries. Communists. That's what they were. Instead of arresting what they should have, the communists have started this whole mess. Who set up this autonomous zone, hanging their own little flag. It was ridiculous. Now they're trying it in Atlanta. It won't work. They tried it in a number of cities. But they got to come up with something new. Now that the zone is falling down, now that the uh, Bubba Wallace case is falling apart, we're going to talk about that next. That's a disaster. Absolute disaster. Both for NASCAR and for Wallace and for the Democrats. It's another fake narrative, another fake hate crime that's popped up. You remember how many of these hate crimes have turned up that have been fight, fake? I want to talk a little bit about the psychology of it, all right? And I'm not necessarily saying Bubba Wallace faked it. I'm saying that the, the, it's been ginned up in the media to be a fake story. And I want to talk about fake Tina Fey and 30 Rock, Jimmy Kimmel, fake Joy Behar. It's such widespread nonsense. It's, it, and the fake story about COVID, I'll explain what, what I'm talking about, and AOC. we got to talk about today's... About the the Democrat Party's epic failures. Because it's a fucking embarrassment. It's a political embarrassment. At least run your shop right. 
You know, you want to you want to sell a narrative of dependency upon the American people. Okay, you've been doing that for the last hundred years, but at least be fucking competent about it. It's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. Other nations must look at us and laugh and say, "Man, what are these yahoos trying to pull?" And what's worse is the American people are gobbling it up, time after time, because they've been miseducated and taught to obey whatever they've been told. And the mainstream media sells it on the TV every night. It's sickening. Let's talk about the the Bubba Wallace thing because it's so it's so stupid. We'll be right back. What makes you think love will end When you know that my whole life depends On you So NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace says I got a noose in my locker and my garage area And it's a hate crime And it was ginned up by the media And everybody got upset All the NASCAR racers got out and rallied behind Bubba Wallace in a big show of, you know, Richard Petty, I think he's 83 years old, let it. Whole narrative, oh, it's racist. And I said, doesn't make sense to me. Nobody I knew was ever involved in the sport. And I, like I said, I, I cut my teeth and I was very young. Doing just little races. Learned about the sport. I was a gearhead when I was a kid. I loved my cars. God, I loved them. I spent every dime I had on them. I, I drove one around the country, you know, before I, I went off to a, a university. I never knew anybody in the car industry or car business that was racist. I mean, I'm sure they exist, but certainly not on a, on a competitive sport. In fact, many sports you'll find, football, baseball, whatever, you just don't find that in the sport. People are not interested in a guy's skin color. It's whether he can... He can drive that car, shoot that arrow, throw that shot put, right? So Bubba Wallace now, there was an investigation and the FBI discovered footage and it was the noose, the noose was actually a handle on a garage. I remember when I was a kid, we had a handle just like it on my garage. It's it's a, a coil of rope and then tied into a loop so that when you, you know, you have something to pull your finger on, you don't have to pull the string. I had it when I was a kid in the garage. We didn't have garage door open when I was a kid. I was the garage door open. Mom, my mom used to beep the horn. Hey, somebody open the garage for me. <laughs> Just like I was a remote control too. You know, I don't know if you're old enough to remember this with TVs without remote control. If you had kids in the room, you were the remote control as a kid. Hey, change the channel. Change it to four. Change it to seven. That, that was life. Bubba Wallace won't accept it. He says, I don't know anything about that. All I know is a fake. it was a hate crime, and I don't care what the FBI says, and that noose wasn't on the garage door. It was a video footage. There were a couple of uh, independent journalists, Mark Dyson one, who said right away, it's this footage of it from 14 months ago. It was on a number of interviews. You know, guys would get interviewed in front of the garages. There was the garage door open with the, the, the string hanging, with the loop. And the FBI investigates. There's just no evidence of a hate crime. He won't accept it. You know why? Because there's a certain psychology to this. They see racism in everything that happens to them. Everything that's negative that happens to them. Bubba Wallace has had some trouble on the track. I don't know if it's because he's a little off right now or because it's 
circumstance or maybe the people are not working on the car as well as they should, whatever. He's not having success on the track. And so he's very frustrated. What happens is, and I'm not saying he made it up. I'm saying he, what happens is, is he sees the news and people, other, other people say it, look, look at news, and he immediately goes, oh man, I'm being held back because of the man, because of racism. I saw this same thing happen with Barack Obama. Same thing. There was an incident involving the Boston police. I don't know if you remember, Ron, early on in his presidency, he was saying how this Boston police incident, there was a police where there's conflict and it was a black man. He said, well, the problem is police departments are racist. And I said to myself, where'd that come from? He says, well, you know, they, they target black people one night and then the case changed. The media reported, again, it was another Democrat failure, liberal failure, that it wasn't a racist incident at all. The, the cameras, the body cameras footage came out and Barack Obama was forced to apologize. And he said, well, I'll, I'll, I'll have a beer with him in the Rose Garden. Like anybody gave a shit about whether Barack Obama had a beer with the Boston police officer. And so the Boston police officer sat there with a tie and you could see Barack Obama didn't want to do it either. And he comes out and they're sitting there and all the cameras and all the footage and it's all a bunch of bullshit. Barack Obama's opinion of police officers didn't change because he saw everything through the specter of racism rather than what it was. It was a lawbreaker, a policeman enforcing the law. But see, what happens is there's a certain amount of self-loathing involved in this. Barack Obama had a very poor self-image, believe it or not. I've, I've looked at the man, I've analyzed it, I've, I've seen the way he speaks. He's a man with very poor self-image. That's why he always refers to himself, I, me, 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 in every conversation that he has. Most people have noticed it in his speeches, the constant first-person referrals. That is somebody with a self-image problem. And there's a certain element of minorities that have a certain self-image problem. It's a psychology problem. And the main reason it happens is because government has gotten involved. And let me explain this very carefully because Clarence Thomas, great Supreme Court Justice, also knows it. He said when he was be a, a Supreme Court Justice, he went to Yale Law School and he had a distinguished career. But every time he would come around the corner or have a conversation with anyone, it would always boil down to, yeah, you're successful, but because of affirmative action but because of this government program, because people hired you because you were black, not because you were a good lawyer. And he did, because he had a strong character, he didn't attribute it to racism. If you read his book, what he saw it was, was a failure of the systems of government and social programs. And so what happens is this, you come around the corner and people say, oh, you got that job because you were black. You had this job because of affirmative action. And what happens is you perceive it as racism because you hate what, what you see in yourself. This problem was not a problem for people who are Irish, heritage, uh, Italian, Polish, Jewish. All of these ethnic groups came to the shores of the United States and faced enormous amounts of racism. The Irish 
was the most famous story that I could think of, maybe because of my personal experience. But there are other uh, elements too, like Jewish people, constant racism. They refer to Irish people as subhuman and whatnot. But what did the Irish people do? There was no affirmative action for Irishmen. They became cops, priests, lawyers. What they did was they established themselves in the government itself. They became part of the system itself. They integrated with the system. And so what happened is, is they never really had that obstacle that later minority groups had. And so what they had as a culture had a lot of self-respect. Many Irish cultures are very proud of the fact that they were part of the establishment as they began deciding. In other words, as Irishmen became cops, lawyers, priests, institutionalized uh, positions of authority, their self-respect grew. Had they been given equal opportunity, affirmative action, social programs to get them a leg up, what would have happened would have been the same thing that happened to blacks. They begin to have their credibility questioned, and as a result, they begin to hate themselves and see everything through the specter of racism. You don't see Irishmen today saying, I didn't get that job because people were racist. You don't see them say, well, I didn't get this or I didn't succeed because somebody else held me down. That doesn't exist, at least as far as I know, in the racial culture of the Irishman. But it does in the black man. Why is that happening? It's because government got involved in equalizing the races. They forced it down the throats of America rather than letting it happen naturally, as they did with the Irish, the Jewish, Polish, and Italian people. All of those ethnic groups, every one of them faced enormous amount of obstacles when they came to the shores of, of the United States. Now, maybe it was because blacks were here as slaves. Maybe it was because of the nature of the social programs. I don't know. I'm not a sociology expert. I'm a psychology expert. And I'm telling you now, that is a problem in that community. It's less of a problem in the Hispanic community, but it's a serious problem in the black community. And it's very hard to explain what it's all about. People have to let go of their hate and have to stop seeing it in the specter of racism, as Bubba Wallace did. He saw the noose and he was frustrated. He wasn't being successful. It was just a bad year. It's no big deal. But he saw it in the perspective of racism because he was frustrated with himself. He was frustrated with what was going on in the track, in my opinion, my professional opinion. And that's what's happening in all of our cities. They're frustrated at their lot in life. Black people have not been as successful in America as other ethnic groups. And it's largely because of government interference, in my opinion. It has nothing to do with inferiority or superiority or intelligence or training or education or any of the hundred narratives you want to say. And it has nothing to do with racism. It has everything to do with government constantly interfering in the normal social welfare of minorities. I'm not talking about civil rights now. That's different. That had to happen. It happened in the 50s and the 60s, and there were massive changes in our civil rights legislation, which were forced, enforced by protest movements. That would needed to happen. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the changes that were made in the 80s and 90s. This constant obsession 
with making things equal and everyone equal is making it worse. And these fake hate crimes, the juicy simule thing, as we laughed about yesterday, this now with this Bubba Wallace thing. He said, I, no, I don't believe that and I'm not going to accept the FBI results. Why not? As long as you continue to do that, as long as there becomes that tension, as that hate between the races, it's going to continue. Don't people realize that? And this goes on both sides, too. I have to tell you. There are white people now that are hating on Bubba Wallace because of the fake, the fake news story. There are people who are supporting Bubba Wallace that are now hating on white people. You've got to let go of that. You have to accept the truth and have to accept facts and have to accept education and knowledge. And we're not doing that. That's the failure of the liberal mentality. That's a failure of liberal leadership. Look at Baltimore. Look at Detroit. Look at Los Angeles. Look at some of these cities. They're all led by liberals for more than 50 years. Why are you people still accepting them? Why are you still accepting the mentality that somehow you can't succeed without a government program? You've got to reject it. That's what other cultures, other minorities have done here in the United States. And as a result, they're now in the reins of power. Who, I mean, let's face it, New York, Irish cops, they are the police department, or at least were when I was a kid. Catholic Church, Irish priests, dime a dozen. They became the establishment. That's how you win the war, guys, not tearing down statues. When people get to know each other, learn about each other, and find what's similar with each other rather than what's different, as the Democrats sell, you become one people. You come together. And some just can't let it go. Barack Obama's one. Couldn't let it go. He continued with that narrative for his eight years of presidency. Cops are racist. And as a result, painted a target on him. And as cops got shot and got ambushed, that friction increased. We got to move on. I got to talk about at the entertainment world. Another failure. We'll be right back. And when myself is feeling low, I think about her basic low and it eases my mind. <sighs> Tina Fey. 30 Rock. Apparently, I don't know, I never watched the show. Well, I can't say I never watched it. I've seen some of it. I'm My better half watched a few episodes with me. She's a comedian. She's Saturday Night Live. And I don't know if you're familiar with that. Big name in NBC comedy. Tina Fey has a lot of power. She's most recently seen uh, in an Allstate commercial where the mayhem is licking her face. She did a show called 30 Rock with Baldwin, Alec Baldwin. And a number of other characters in the, in the thing. And apparently there were four episodes where they actually did blackface for a humorous effect. Now, I'm not a big supporter of cancel culture. I don't care if Tina Fey appeared in blackface, but some people did. Some people are offended by that. I understand that completely. But that show was 2006 to 2013. 
This is even during the Obama administration. She is now apologizing for some of these blackface routines. Like, you didn't know not to do it as late as 2006? I remember an All in the Family episode, 1974. Archie Bunker decides to do a minstrel show for their lodge. And Mike, the meathead, goes nuts and says, Oh, I can't believe in this day and age, in this day and age, 1974. We knew back then, in 1974, that a minstrel show was offensive and racially motivated. We know full well that doing blackface for humorous effect was offensive. No one in this country thinks that a blackface routine is somehow not offensive. And yet they did it as late as 2006. So she comes out and says, I, I want NBC to stop streaming the four episodes of the blackface and uh, I want to apologize for that. You only want to do that now because you're trying to avoid what's happening to Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel's on the edge of losing his show. There's reports of him using the N-word in comedic routines, wearing black. We know, I know about, about one case where he was wearing blackface. And I, again, I don't care. But that community is getting offended by it. But you weren't offended in 2006. You didn't know better? See, this is the hypocrisy. This is the failure of the left. The constant narrative that is somehow things are fixed by the cancel culture. And she just wants to protect their legacy. Those renewals, her, her legacy of her show, her power or whatever, you know, her future career. It's all on the line now. She was worried that people were going to jump on her for what was done on this show. So she wants to get out ahead of that bus. She wants to shut that, the streaming now and apologize now before it snowballs and gets out of control like it's doing with Jimmy Kimmel. It's hypocrisy. It's a complete failure of the left. Wait a minute. You back in 2006, you didn't know? You were screaming about people and conservatives and right-wingers back in 2006 and how terrible they were and how racial they were while you were wearing blackface on your show? Come on. That's a hypocrite. Governor Northam, Virginia. He's the one telling everybody he got to take down these statues. The guy was in blackface in college. And that wasn't that long ago, 1990 or so, or 85. Same age as about where I'm at. I knew enough back in college not to do a, to dress up as a Klansman or wear blackface. Are you kidding me? That's as offensive as hell. And, he, and he's the one who's going to be the decider of whether or not a statute's to stay? Are you kidding me? Talk about pot meeting kettle. No pun intended. Oh my God. Like I said, I don't care if Jimmy Kimmel has a show or Tina Fey has a show. I don't believe in canceling a show. You don't like them, don't watch it. People should be allowed to say what they want, provide whatever they want as entertainment. There are plenty of people that are offended by Blazing Saddles. There are plenty of people who are not. You don't like it, don't watch it. Same with the Gone with the Wind. I talked about that too. But this is a complete failure of the left. They don't see their own problems. They constantly point the finger at the right wing and don't even see their own problems, which are far worse. I don't remember a right wing show that ever portrayed 
comedic for a comedic effect a blackface or a menstrual routine. I can't. I can't recall. I don't. Do you remember anything like from Tim Allen or some of these other people that are fairly conservative in entertainment? Do you ever remember them ever doing blackface on one of their shows? Of course not. They got Tim Allen off the air, but they don't get Jimmy Kimmel or Tina Fey. It's it's. This is a complete failure. It's like Joy Behar. She was running around. She, there was a story. She says, me and my husband, my free time, drive around and look for people not wearing masks and then report them. I, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't think that anybody has that much time on their hands. Certainly not somebody who you would think would be busy with an active TV show or whatnot. I don't know. Maybe she does. Maybe she doesn't. But the thought of anyone thinking... That that's a good idea means that there's somebody with serious psychological problems. I said this many times. People, people who will look for trouble, who try to throw stones, have glass houses. Don't even stone the own problem. It's self-hatred. That's why Jerry Behar runs around trying to blame everybody and, and, and call 9-1 on someone not wearing a mask because she hates herself. She sees other things, another problem, other people's problems, and what she's really seeing, problems in her own. Problems in her own personality. She needs many, many years of therapy, that woman. She really does. If you've got to go around and drive and you find it and you, that you have enough free time or whatever free time you have to drive around and try and get somebody, I mean, come on. That's like the soup Nazi, for God's sakes. No soup for you. This is a complete failure of the left. It shows you what they are. There's a psychological disturbance going on there. When you see these kind of people talk about these things and then blame others. I remember all these celebrities, Tina Fey, Jimmy Kimmel, Joy Behar, all out there saying how racist all these Trump supporters are, how all racist, how, how racist conservatism is. What's racist about saying you want smaller government, lower taxes, and less regulations? Nothing. And they were portraying and, and putting it on other people because of their own self-hatred. They recognize that in themselves. It's a common problem. It's a common psychological effect. And this is what's going on in our society. It's like with the, uh, the Confederate flag. Between, between segments on this today's show, I'm going to post uh, uh, footage from uh, historian Shelby Foote talking about the confederate flag confederate flag's not racist nor is the army of the tennessee flag which is the real flag that they're all talking about stars and bars it's not racist it was used by the clan in post-civil war south as a banner of uh, of of white supremacy but it doesn't represent that just because a uh, a group was briefly using it as a white supremacist flag doesn't make it a white supremacist flag. And now they're talking about they're not going to have the flag of Mississippi because the Mississippi flag uses the stars and bars up in the corner. Then Walmart's not going to use it anymore and they're not going to sell any more uh, versions of it. Saying it's stupid. It's absolute stupid. It's a failure of the Democrat left. All they're doing is alienating half of the South. The stars and bars are not racist. The stars and bars are representative of the South. It was used in a lot of different versions, a lot of different ways. The, the rectangular Army of the Tennessee flag was a battle flag. It had nothing to do with racism or white supremacy. Constantly telling us, take it down, don't use it, whatever. It's a failure of the left. 
because all it's doing is dividing people more. Or if you want to look at it a certain way, it's a success of the left to try and divide America and conquer it and get benefit from it. But see, the average citizen, once they, once this kind of stuff comes out, that the Dixie flag is somehow terrible, that, that, uh, uh, we need to ban somebody because they said a racist joke. But meanwhile, it comes out that Tina Fey and Jimmy Kimmel were portraying in blackface as late as 2013. The truth comes out and then people recognize them as the failures and hypocrites that they are. And that's why they lose elections. It's pathetic. That's why Biden doesn't stand a prayer in the fall unless they steal it. Unless they play games which is probably what they're doing with this Black Lives Matter movement, constantly funding money and, and promoting it because they're going to put Bigfoot on the ticket, I, I think. It's just a guess. Once we get back to pol politics segment, we got to move on. It's the hypocrisy and the nonsense that continues to go on in this country. People eventually see it. And it's an old saying, you can't fool all the people all the time, guys. I mean, if you pulled this stunt in September or October of this year, maybe it would have been more successful. But you've pulled it now in June. And people's eyes are starting to open. It's like with this Bubba Wallace thing. You should see the comments on the NASCAR pages. How horrible it is. And it's causing even more friction. I want to talk about the widespread misinformation on COVID too. We'll be right back. I regret very much what has happened about the flag. Uh, the flag uh, that people look at now is the flag that was carried during the demonstrations against civil rights. It was carried by Ku Klux Klansmen and all that kind of thing, and that's what it represents to a great many people. And I don't wonder that they're feeling pain and wanting to take it down. I understand perfectly well they do that. But to my mind, they're misidentifying that flag. Uh, that flag represents many good things. And you have to translate yourself back into the time of secession to understand how some states should want to secede. The Constitution has not been amended in 61 years. This was the first amendment, the, 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 the Emancipation Amendment was the first amendment in 61 years of the Constitution, and absolutely the first amendment that ever had anything to do with anybody's private property. So they saw this, this amendment coming. Uh, they said, we don't want any part of this union. We want to get out of it. And people who say slavery had nothing to do with the war, just as wrong as people who say slavery had everything to do with the war. That was a very complicated civic thing. Uh, Robert Toombs or somebody wants gave the best definition of that war I've ever heard. He said it was a war of one form of society against another form of society. And because one of those forms of society included uh, chattel slavery, and the other side didn't, except to a, a limited extent, uh, it's always been identified as a war over slavery. Uh, believe me, no soldier on either side gave a damn about the slaves. Uh, they were fighting for other reasons entirely in their minds. Southerners thought they were fighting the Second American Revolution. Northerners thought they were fighting to hold the Union together. And that held true throughout the whole war, except for some people who were absolute partisans on both sides, fire eaters in South Carolina 
an abolitionist in Massachusetts. Uh, but most of the people were fighting because they were fighting for Southerners. One said, I'm fighting because you're down here. Uh, if you want to invade my home, you've got me to fight. Others say you're trying to f tear the fabric of the Union, therefore you should be put down and uh, not allowed to do what you claim you want to do. It's a very complex subject, and I'm sorry to see it uh, degenerate into such things as uh, identifying that flag as a symbol of, uh, of racism. It is not. It was never intended as such. Confederacy respected law above all things. We're back. You know, the reason I used that clip on Shelby Foote was because he's a, considered one of the finest historians on Civil War uh, that America's produced. Ken Burns used his information in his uh, books extensively in his documentaries. Moving on. There seems to be this narrative that somehow COVID is a problem. It's a real virus. If you're unhealthy, if you are downed immune system, if you weigh 300 pounds, you got, you, you better take precautions. If you're elderly, it's the virus is very real. But that doesn't mean we need to turn our society upside down for it. They stopped talking about deaths. Do you remember when in April and May, every day it was 75 people died 100 people died and they kept running counters on every website even Fox News did well we're up to 60,000 deaths we're up to 70,000 deaths we're up to 80,000 deaths when it got to be about 100 110,000 it started to level off by like 90% it's what happens every season every flu season that's not to say that people don't die every day from it people die every day from the flu People die every day from any ILI. It's a risk that you run when you're elderly, when you get sick. For instance, elderly people have to worry about keeping their lungs strong, staying free of it. Usually when you get sick and you go into a hospital and you're elderly, your death certificate says pneumonia because you contract it because you're bedridden. All of a sudden, the narrative stopped changing and stopped talking about hospitalizations and deaths. You know why? Because it stopped growing. So now they're talking about cases. What is a case? A case is someone who tested positive. That's all it is. That means somebody somewhere along the line had it and you were around them. And your immune system reacted to it. You developed antibodies. Masks are not 100% effective, by the way. Even the WHO admits that. As a matter of fact, they said, you know... It's not really effective at all that much, other than protecting against some droplets, assuming that you're on top of somebody. If you just stay away from somebody a couple feet, that's enough. But they still talk about cases. Because why? Because they got nothing to talk about with hospitalization and death. Well, cases eventually developed into hospitalization and death. When? Not seeing that. They don't talk about that. They don't talk about the death rate falling off the table or the hospitalization rate falling off the table. They don't talk about how the fact that elderly patients who now get it are sitting up in bed three days when it used to be they were dead. 
because the virus is using po- losing potency. That doesn't mean it isn't dangerous. That doesn't mean it isn't something to be avoided. It isn't something that you take precautions about. It's just it's, the narrative is failing for the Democrats. Less people are worried about it. People are more concerned about the economy, which continues to be have its boot on its neck from government who's overreacting. Telling everybody to wear masks. Everyone needs to sit down. Everyone needs to shut up. Everyone needs to stay at home. Testing is not sickness. That's the reason why people are cases because they're testing. Here in Arizona, you can get tested easily. You can go to all kinds of different testing centers. Your doctors have ready available testing kits. We have gotten really aggressive on testing. It shot ourselves in the foot because what happens is this. Our testing has shown cases. Six to 10% of the people tested in Arizona are positive, testing positive. Doesn't mean they're six. Doesn't mean they're hospitalized. It means at some point they were exposed to the COVID virus. Sure. We didn't have an, we didn't shut our state down for very long. It's only natural people are going to be exposed to it. It's only natural they're going to have antibodies. We have done much more aggressive testing in this state. But what's happened is this. Arizona's out of control. Arizona's going to get sick. All these people die. And now, well, guess what? All the idiots who are running things, all the worst people who are in charge, have now said, well, we got to go back to man- mandatory masks. Why? People aren't getting sick. People aren't dying. No more than usual. Why are we going to do it? Well, because they've been panicked by the media, because public pressure, because the liberals are trying to sell it. They're trying to sell you on cases rather than telling on what? How many people are hospitalized and how many people are dead? People aren't falling over dead in the street here. And there's widespread, what? Resistance to it. More friction. More hatred. More arguments. You should see with social media lines. Ridiculous. People make a comment. 500 people comment otherwise. It's real. No one understands. Well, there's no constitutional right. You understand that there's a basic right of freedom in this country. Freedom of choice. I have a right to go outside my house without a mask if I don't want to. If I get sick, that's on me. If you don't want to get the illness and you are really concerned about it, then you should stay inside and you should wear a mask. But the rest of us need to go around and do our jobs. You know, the government's talking about issuing checks. The Democrats want to issue 2000 a month to people. Why don't you just open up the states? If you're so concerned about it, if you're saying that, that all these people are going to get sick and all these people are going to die, your attitude should be well, good. Darwinism, right? All the stupid people will go away. If your argument is you're stupid if you don't wear a mask, right? Why are you upset? What's your problem? What's your beef? The Democrat mentality on masks is starting to fall apart. The narrative that, oh, we're all going to get sick and all going to die is falling apart. There was a story. I think it was on the Hill. I posted it to Facebook, our Facebook page. States which have had these Black Lives Matter movements with the mass protests, people running around, throwing rocks, tearing down statues, they're not seeing an increase in hospitalizations or deaths. So how come? They should be. James Woods put it best. He was out there tweeting. He said, you know, it's been a couple weeks now since all these protests started. Unless a whole bunch of liberals suddenly start dying, this COVID story is a bunch of nonsense. He's right. If everybody's running around, standing shoulder to shoulder with no masks on, 
throwing rocks, getting upset, all kinds of horrible sanitary conditions. How come all of a sudden the, the, the death rate and hospitalization rates falling off the table? Because it's exactly what we've all been telling you. It's an ILI. There's going to be bad seasons, there's going to be good seasons, and this is just a bad one. It's nothing to worry about. It's nothing to shut down your state over. It's nothing to shut down your economy over. You know, there are people dying from suicides, psychological problems because they've been locked up in the house. Me, I don't know. doesn't bother me too much. Maybe because I live in a comfortable lifestyle. Maybe because I, I'm just not a people person. Not anymore. I used to be. I used to love talking with people and hanging out with them. Not anymore. That's the world we live in. And it's a t- typical Democrat failure. They oversold this COVID thing. They should have just held on to it till September. Then they could have maybe won the election. Now everyone's looking at them like a bunch of jerks. People are waking up. As they say, the woke. Citizen journalists have been telling this story for months. Podcasts, independent shows, now even the mainstream news. Hey, how come? How come these people? And How come this? How come these states and all these fake COVID cases are coming out? How come they're misinformation? How come they're changing death certificates? See, the truth eventually gets out. Even when you got mainstream media selling their lies 24-7, truth gets out. It's only a matter of time. The one thing I will say about this, about all these false Democrat narratives and all these games that the liberals play, and here's something that, that you can take to the bank. If the Democrats knew they could steal an election easily, they wouldn't be doing all this. Stirring up the trouble, race hatred, division between peoples, the COVID, everything that you've got out there. Every conspiracy theory that you can think of. Those things are all why? Because your vote still counts. If your vote didn't matter, if they had these elections locked up, if they... If they were stealing it so badly that no matter what you voted, they were going to win, like it's in California with the one-party state, they wouldn't go to these efforts. They wouldn't go to these extremes. They wouldn't motivate people to tear down, tear apart their own society. They wouldn't motivate people to commit cultural suicide because they knew we got the fix. We are in. See, that's it. That's what the that's what you that's the thing that makes you feel good. Look, let's face it, Donald Trump shouldn't have been won an election. Why did he win? Because the vote still works. They thought the fix was in with Hillary Clinton. They were throwing parties. They were buying fireworks for New York. They were all planning for the first woman president. It was going to be a big party. That's why they were all crying and screaming about it. Because they've been telling them, oh, we got this thing, we got this thing. Couldn't win. And guess what happened? Donald Trump won. You know why? Because the vote still works. You getting out and casting your ballot in a legitimate manner works. This fall, this November, you've got to do it again. Because they are going to try and steal it. No question about it. That's why they're getting all upset when Republicans are shutting down these mail-in ballot opportunities. Early ballot. Early balloting just gives them time to falsify a ballot. You don't want to do that. I'm not saying don't use a mail-in ballot, but if you're going to use your mail-in ballot to avoid staying in line, this is the trick. I told you this last time. It'll work again. What you do is you take your ballot and you fill it out and you prepare it. Sign it and everything, but you don't mail it. 
you wait till election day, and then you go to city hall and you turn them in, or you t- or your local ballot station and you turn them in. Then it'll count for what you put down. But if you if you've got to hold on to it, because if you mail it or you send it in early, who knows where it'll sit? Because they're not counted till election day. Don't let them kid you. They mark it as you bid and vote, but they don't count them till the last minute. So don't fucking send it in. Hang on to it. And don't wait online. There's no reason to wait online when there's all these mail-in ballots. You can, you can go and fill out a ballot anytime. You can go to City Hall and say, I want a ballot for November. And then you take a friend and have him do the same. When you do that, when you make sure that your vote is counted and your vote is what you said it is, you win elections. And there ain't a damn thing they can do about it. And that's why they're spending all this money and all this time and all this effort to try and sow discord in the American people. Because your vote does count. That's one thing that at least I, I can hang a hat on. We got to move on. I got to talk a little bit about AOC when we... We'll be right back. I got AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she has to be the dumbest broad I've ever known in my life. The things she says and the way she says it is evidence of her complete ignorance about everything. Her education was horrible. I don't know where, where did she go to college? Boston College? Those people should be locked up for malpractice for producing somebody like Ocasio-Cortez. Progressive leftist. I mean, a communist from the word go. As I call her, you know, Che Guevara, because she looks just like Che Guevara. If you take a look at her picture, Che Guevara, I call her. My personal name for her. Che Guevara, Yashi Arafat, the other one. Osama Shin Laden. <laughs> she won her primary last night against, uh, let's see, longtime CNBC correspondent and anchor Michelle Caruso Cabrera in the Democrat Party. Now, of course, the media is selling it. I knew full well what she was going to. It was a setup. Michelle Caruso Cabrera wasn't going to win. It was to make you think that that was a real primary. It wasn't a real primary. Ocasio Court, that fix was in. There was no way she was going to lose. Money was spent, votes were exchanged, and it was done. AOC was going to get the Democrat nomination. No question about it. It was a front. Anybody who thinks that a CNBC correspondent and anchor is actually a real opponent to Ocasio Cortez, you're out of your mind. She probably Michelle probably voted for her, for God's sakes. So don't don't believe everything you read. I mean, come on. Everyone knew who AOC was. She had a lot of fundraisers. She had more than $10 million. I mean, in, in any representative in any district, a million dollars is, is a, 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 a million to $2 million is typically what you need to raise. AOC had $10 million. Where do you think that money came from? Where is she sleeping at night? That's what I'd like to know. $10 million for a house seat? Whatever. I, it wasn't a real election. But see, the media is selling it as, as a big thing. Like, oh, she was expected not to win. And no, oh, there was going to be big differences. And oh, her name was going to be removed off the ballot. You remember all this nonsense? Like anybody believed that AOC wasn't going to get reelected. 
the, the first of all, she was the primary. Okay, it wasn't the big election, but even in the real election, she's going to get elected again. You know why? Because the Democrats like plus fourteen. The district is plus fourteen Democrat. It's like my district is plus fourteen Republican. There ain't anybody but a Republican going to get elected in this district. Same thing in that one. Anything but a Democrat. Everyone knew Casio Cortez was going. Come on, that that see that candidate who ran against her in the primary was a front, just like Bernie Sanders was a front for Hillary Clinton. That's what the Democrats do. See, because they don't want to admit that they're not having real primaries. They don't want to admit that they pick winners and losers. That's the way the Democrat Party does it. That's another lie, another failure of the Democrat Party. Remember Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton? Bernie Sanders was picked because they knew that Bernie Sanders could not win. He was the only one dumb enough to think that he would. The superdelegate fix was in. There was no way that anyone but Hillary Clinton was going to be the nominee. The only people who got fooled was Bernie Sanders himself and all the idiot kids who donated their two bucks to Bernie Sanders' campaign. It's the same thing this time. Nobody believed Bernie Sanders was going to win. I knew he wasn't going to win. The only person who didn't believe he wasn't going to win was Bernie Sanders. He was still out there. I'm going to communism and America's ready for socialism. All the progressives. America's a socialist nation. America's a progressive nation. Nobody believed that. Everyone knew Biden was going to win. I told you Biden was going to win the moment they even talked about Biden as maybe being an entry. I go, that's it. The Democrat Party picks winners and looters. Now, it's different in the, in the, in the actual election, mind you. That's why I just said. Your vote counts. But in the primary? Come on. That's, I mean, and then the media is like every headline. Ocasio-Cortez won her primary. Like, like she wasn't? She wasn't going to win? She was picked to win. That's why she was picked for the job. That's why the incumbent lost to her all those years ago, because they picked her. They wanted fresh blood in the seat. They wanted a leftist. They want another communist in the seat. They got it. We're running out of time. Excuse me. <coughs> I got a cough there. And, and, you know, she's out there hooting and hollering and saying, well, this is a proof that America wants progressivism. Listen to what she said. Casio-Cortez told in March in response to accusations she isn't focused on her district. She ain't. She's focused on her agenda. Really, it makes the person sound tone deaf because if you think I'm not around the person who's not around you, then you don't see us and we're everywhere. Yeah, like the fucking STD. But if they want to go out and say things that are not true and run a Trumpian-style campaign, that's on them. See, this is what they always do. They get a whole bunch of leftist experts, quote-unquote experts, to say something, and then they go, oh, it's your, but if you're a Trump supporter and you refute these facts, you're, you're lying. It's the same way. It's the... the, the the American people see through it. It's just the people, the media is constantly pounding at home. And when you're in a district where everybody around you is voting Democrat, you've got to continue to vote Democrat. we gotta, we got to end the show. I'm out of time. I, I hope you uh, uh, enjoyed today's show. I, it's, uh, I'm trying to be relevant in this age where we're constantly reacting to these stories and really we're not talking about things that are important, the things that are going on in the world and politics. But as we move forward toward the election, I, I think we'll, we'll get down to real hard nose talk of the way we used to do it. Um, but today it was just like, you know, 
people are, are wising up. People are seeing what they are. Don't get out there and vote. Don't worry too much about what, what's going to happen with those stolen ballots and whatnot. Look, that's going to happen. That happened in the last election. Focus on this. What the message is, what Donald Trump's successes are, that the economic ruin that we're in now is brought on by Democrat and leftists in our government and our state governorships. The false narrative of racism, the false narrative and the fakery of the celebrities, the fakery of, the, of cases rather than actual hospitalization. It's all bullshit. It's all designed to take your mind off the real story that Joe Biden is fucking senile. The guy's an old duffer who can't keep his straight, and they're trying to keep him off the stage of a debate. We should have already been in conventions and debates by now. That's what they don't want you to do. They don't want you to talk about what the Democrat platform is, because there is none. Communism for America? Do you want that? Not me. And I don't believe the majority of Americans do. We're out of time for today. I hope you enjoyed Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow. Take care, folks. Have a good one.